Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Woo! I'm so excited to be here today and this week with you guys. This is my second bang today, and I've also had a coffee. So let's get into it. <laughs> All right, so a little bit about myself. A little bit about myself. My name is Daniel Romero. I know. I know, I know, I know. Funny story, my first name is actually Brian, but a lot of people don't like saying Brian Daniel, so I'm just like, you know what? Just call me Daniel or Rom or whatever. But um, my family should be up there. I'm a senior. Um, I also have another mom and another little sister, but that's Alden Karanovich. He's, asked, he's on the top, I guess. I think some of y'all know him, going to perimeter with, with him. This is Stacy. She's my favorite. And then that's my sister. Um, her name is Brianna Romero. She's my twin. So yes, I am a twin. Uh, we don't really look alike. And then that's me, long eyelashes, if you guys can't tell. But um, so what I'll be talking to you guys today is, an, is uh, I will talk to you on what it looks like to follow Christ and what the, what the mountain looks like, what it looks like before climbing up that mountain. And then when you're in the middle of climbing that, what does it look like to finally find yourself in the midst of God? See, so today we will be reading the book of Luke. Specifically, we'll be following Peter when he declares who Jesus is. And then from there to the transfiguration. From there to what the cost is for following Jesus. When he walks up and meets Jesus for his true beauty, and finally, what happens when they make it down to the valley? So if you can just bow your heads, let's pray. Lord, I pray that I will be taken to a deeper, more meaningful relationship with you while growing faith and hear the still small voice within my soul. Help me be attentive to your call that will cause me to walk in your righteousness. Open the eyes of my heart and may I see the many blessings you bestow on me and especially the very small ones that I sometimes take for granted. Amen. All right, guys, so let's get it started. So initially, I was going to talk about childlike faith and how it helped my sister get to where she is at at her Christian faith. Now, for her, she didn't really know who Jesus was. See, at a very young age, I decided to move from a different house to where I am staying now. I'm adopted. But she decided to stay with our regular family. And she didn't get the opportunity that I got, which was knowing Christ. And see, within that, by using prayer, she obviously grew. But she didn't just do it with prayer, but she did it with community. And many of us, we run to community. We try to switch ourselves to this person that we aren't. So before you walk up that mountain, what I want you to think is, what is holding you back from knowing who Christ is? What shackles are, broke, are holding you down from walking up that mountain? See, for my sister, for my sister, it was drugs, guns, and violence. See, for her, her way to seeing who she was as a person was finding herself within other people that she didn't really trust, but she thought that they were there for that, for, that she was, that they were there for her. <laughs> but what she recently found out was how drugs have affected her life and how guns 
and friendships and how that ruins your relationship with him. Around 17 years old, I got a call from my mom around 9 a.m. And I'm, this is my real mom. Around 9 a.m. And she said, hey, something terribly has happened. And when I heard this call, all I can think about was, it's not that big of a deal. She can take care of herself. See, my ego was so big before walking up that mountain with her that I decided to push her away. And for you to spread the gospel and to push someone away hurts. Now, if you guys have your Bibles, if you guys can turn to Luke uh, chapter 9, verses 18 to 19, or to 20, and we'll read. So, this is when Peter declares that Jesus is the Messiah. Once, when Jesus was praying in private and his disciples were with him, he asked them, who do the crowd say I am? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still the others that one of the prophets of long ago has come back to life. And then he said, but what about you, he asked. What do you say I am? And Peter answered, God's Messiah. See, we tend to follow the crowd. We tend to run to the people that give us I guess, hope that isn't of what Jesus-like is. And what I mean by that is, for her, running away from who Jesus said she was, which was beauty, and until she realized who she was within Christ, she never had the opportunity to walk up with Jesus and with myself. And see, for me, because my family are what I thought was broken, I made sure to try to push them. Hey, like, you've got you to read your Bible, or you've got to pray every night. Man, you're not a Christian. You're dirty. See, you're ugly because you don't know who Christ is. And that was my motto with her. See, I focus more on her dirtiness and then rather what the heavenly realm saw her as. And about a few weeks ago, she wrote me a letter, and I'm going to read it to you guys. So she said, now, brother, well, I've been wanting to talk to you, but don't know how to do it over the phone. Without you getting upset or whatever, but this is the reality of it. I hope you don't take this the wrong way, so here we go. Being locked up has shown me so many things that people think uh, they got handled, but don't realize the re reality and the worth of things. I know that you've never loved, uh, lived with mom, nor you lived with family, that is blood, or you don't know how to handle your emotions with them because you can't see them for who you, they truly are. See, I know she's done a lot of things and said a lot of things that you didn't like. You want to make the family the way you grew up, and it's understandable, but you have to, but you have to understand that you have to live with what God has given you. See, stop, stop drowning in all of the negative parts in your life. 
I'm telling you this all because I've gone through this. And I know it doesn't leave anyone at peace. And I want you to cherish mom as much as you can. See, what this made me realize was I saw my friends and I saw people at school and I saw their families. And I wanted that. See, I wanted my real family to be as this close-knit Christian community where I could go to every single day and tell them, man, I saw this. But instead, I said, man, my family's not my family. I'm going to push them away. And in that moment, I realized this is what's stopping me from going up the mountain. So what I want you to think about while going up this this uphill battle is what I like to say, like Miley Cyrus. You guys heard that song, right? Yeah? Okay. Um, not a big fan of Miley Cyrus, but that song slaps, not going to lie. <laughs> so, so after realizing that I needed to stop seeing my family for what brokenness they were in, and I started seeing them the heavenly realm, I had the opportunity to walk up with my sister and to see her, to see her like Jesus saw her, which was beauty, which was not brokenness, but lost. See, sometimes we tend to look at ourselves in the mirror and say, man, God does not love me. How can I love myself? How can I wake up every single day and think that God loves me? But see, Here's what the good news is. Once you stop following the crowd and what they say, and once you stop following the social norms, it's when you truly see the beauty for who you are. For me, that's how I started walking up the mountain. See, now my sister and I have a better relationship and we're still working through it. But now I have the opportunity not to walk up that mountain with Jesus, but with her. And see, she, she may seem like she was lost at first, but to be very honest with you, she was more on track than what I was. See, a lot of us have grown in a family that has known Jesus for a very long time. Or some of you have gone to private schools like Perimeter where, they just, where you just read the Bible every single day and you do your homework. See, for me, that's how I was. I thought because I was in the Word every single day, I knew what I was talking about. But to be very honest, my sister was Peter. And this is what we see in the transfiguration is. And if you guys can turn to Luke chapter 9, verses 28, and we'll start from there. So about, day, about eight days after Jesus said this, he took Peter, John, and James with him and went up the mountain to pray. As he was praying, the appearance of his face changed, and his clothes became as bright as a flashing light. Two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor, talking with Jesus. They spoke about his departure, which he was about to bring fulfillment to Jerusalem. Peter and his companions were very sleepy, but when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. Now, when reading that, I finally get to see the true beauty of what it looks like to walk up the mountain with the correct community. Or maybe you sometimes feel like you can walk up that mountain alone and it's scary. 
but I urge you to seek discomfort because within discomfort, there's comfort. And what I mean by that is when you meet a new person and they start speaking to you about their life and you start looking at them, just like how I started looking at my sister, and you start seeing their beauty, you, you build this community and this heart. So before my sister was sent to jail, um, we always liked taking hikes together, um, specifically ones that were dangerous because, you know, Gen Zs, you know, we love taking risks. Uh, but we decided to do a rock climbing um, adventure without gear. And to be very honest, not the brightest idea because rocks are falling. Very dangerous, but worth it. See, in the midst of it being scary and feeling like we were going to fall, we knew that Jesus was with us. And although she didn't know it, it was there and it was true. And when we got on top of the mountain, and it was at sunset, right? So you could see this beautiful sun. And we took the deepest breath that we could take. And we made sure to be there as long as we could to see the beauty and what it looks like to make it on top of the mountain. So just like Peter, John, or Peter, John, and James, see, they were tired and they were confused before they started walking up the mountain with Jesus. See, for them, they were following what the crowd said and they believed them or they were unsure. And yes, sometimes we can be unsure, but once you take that leap of faith and you start walking up and you make it to the top of that mountain, you not only see the beauty within the person, but you see the truth that God has given you, that Jesus died on that cross for you, that you are saved, that you are beautiful, that he loves you with everything that you got. See, and one of the cool parts is, um, <laughs> one of the cool parts is, when they got on top of the mountain, as the men were leaving Jesus, Peter said to him, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us put three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what he was saying. See, for us, what does it look like to start making it down back the mountain? And what I mean by that, once you see God's beauty for what, our sisters, for what my, me and my sister saw was, we got to see each other. She didn't see me for my ego and I didn't see her for her destruction. See, she saw me as a person, as a person that I could finally eventually love others. And then I saw her as a person that she could finally find peace. And she could find trust within Christ. It's a scary moment to sit with Christ alone. And on that mountain, it's like that. But you're gonna have companions with you. If it's either your brothers, your sisters. Heck, it can even be someone that you meet in the store. It's crazy how God works, right? So, start thinking on following Jesus and not the person who spreads the gospel of what Jesus says. And what I mean by that is, step out of the faith that you grew up in 
And what I mean is because most of you, or at least grew up in perimeter, or at least no one who grew up in a church, you get used to knowing or, or hearing who God is, and you're just like, oh, man, like, okay, whatever. Like, this is not new. But once you start stepping outside of that zone of what you learned, so that's when you start knowing who Jesus is, and that's when you build a greater relationship with him. Now, what it looks like after finding Jesus and what the cost is. See, the cost is going to be heavy, and you're going to go down that mountain. You're going to go from thin air and beauty to, to the air getting thick and heavily. So after my sister and I were on that mountain, we decided to make it back down. And what it was is, although she realized who Christ was, she still had her troubles, like many of us. She had her troubles with materialistic things. She had troubles of thinking that, man, I'm in jail for nine plus years. No one's going to love me after this. But after making it down to that valley and knowing that Jesus was with her and sitting in that jail cell, she built a relationship and she got out of her comfort zone. And the crazy part is, you would think that she'd be angry at not only herself, but the people that she was with. But in reality, she sat there and she prayed for those people because she knew that they were broken. Like, isn't that crazy? Like, you would think that you would sit here and be angry at a person, but then start realizing that, man, these people are beautiful too. They just need someone to follow. And eventually, that's going to be Jesus. So I'm going to read C.S. Lewis. He's one of my favorite um, I don't know, authors or theologian. But it's not on the screen, but I'll read it. And secondly, I give you a warning. Here on the mountain, I have spoken to you clearly. I will not often do so down in the valley. Here on the mountain, the air is clear and your mind is clear. As you drop down into the, the air, the valley will thicken. Take great care that it does not confuse your mind. And the signs which you have learned here will not look as you expect them to look when you meet them there. This is why it's important to know them by heart. And pay no attention to appearance. Remember the signs and believe the signs. Nothing else matters. Now let's read that again. Let's read this part. That is why it is so important to know them by heart and pay no attention to appearance. See, when walking down the valley, I stopped looking at her for her appearance. And when that burden dropped down, it was the best feeling ever. So, you may ask me, well, Daniel, we know what it looks like to start walking up the mountain, which is stop following the crowd. And then when you get to the middle, which is you see the beauty that Jesus has created, not only what you see outside, but internally. And then thirdly, what does it look like to go down back in the valley? What does it mean to walk the life of what Jesus has given you? See, in the cost of following Jesus, it says, as they were walking along the road, a man said to him, 
I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus replied, foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the son of man has no place to lay his head. He said to another man, follow me. But he replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back to say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back to fit for service in the kingdom of God. See, from declaring who Jesus is to to walking up the mountain, then back into the valley, to finding out what the cost is to following Christ. See, the cost of following Christ after making it down, after making it up, then to the middle, then down, then to the valley, you start realizing what materialistics are you holding on to? What friends are you stopping you from fully knowing who Christ is? What friends are pushing you towards your own ego and not to who Christ says you are? See, what I mean by that is, do you sit there and you listen to your friends going, hey, like, man, you're like really beautiful and like, cool shirt, cool socks, like, man, you have a nice mask, you know, because everyone's COVID, just kidding, guys. Um, Thank you for laughing. Uh, (laughs) um, So stuff like that. After you start dropping all of that and you start believing who God made you to be and you start finding your crowd, it's so much easier. Now, is it hard? Of course, It's so hard. You saw it in my sister after she was walking down the valley. It's hard. So I'm going to ask some questions, and they're going to be on the board up there. Any second now? Okay. So the first one is, find out what is stopping you from taking the first step into knowing Christ. And what that is, are there any materialistic things? Are you thinking earthly and not heavenly are you, listening, are you listening to your parents about what your faith is or listening to your friends on what they give you? Secondly, what does the climb look like for you? Who are you climbing with during your walk of faith? What community? For me, it was my sister and Jesus. Thirdly, when meeting God on top of that mountain, what have you learned from him? And what makes you believe that he says he is who he says to be? See, for us, we started realizing that he is beauty, And within that, we are saved. And then fourthly, when walking down back into the valley, what truth do you take with you? What obstacles are stopping you from spreading the truth? See, these are all things that may seem very simple, but in reality, it's things that we can't let go of because it's a scary moment. And what this talk was about was the adventure on what it looks like. The adventure of being a Christian. The adventure to not being a Christian, to being a Christian. The adventure to knowing who Christ is and what he died for. See, when they have all turned you away during the most dark period of your life, God turns you around and shows you what true love is. Now let me say that again. When they have turned you away during the most darkest period of your life, God turns you around and shows you what true love is. Let's pray. Lord, I just thank you 
for giving us the time and the opportunity to see what you're doing this week. We love you and we cherish you. And I ask you that if you can open these students' hearts, may you just speak to them tonight, and not tonight, but for the rest of the week. May you give them clear of mind. May you love them. May they know that you are loved, that they are loved. Lord, we thank you for the cross and we thank you for salvation. And we are so undeserving, but you loved us so much that you died. So Lord, we also pray that the rain goes away and the missions go smoothly. And that these students get to learn of what communities they're serving. And not only that, but they get the, the opportunity to go home and speak to their parents and talk to them about their own faith. Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.